Hey, hey, welcome to season two, episode 24 of Monday State of Mind, brought to you by Harmony Foundation. My name is Michael Mazel, and I am your host. Here we go. A new day, new mindset, new perspectives. Wherever you're at, take the next several minutes to get present, get so excited about what we're talking about, because I got my main man, Taylor, his back. And we've talked about some pretty heavy topics with Taylor. And this one is going to be, I hope that it just lights a fire. It offers a new perspective for any of you that are out there that when it comes to sport. And so we are here to talk about running. We are here to talk about enduro, endurance, long miles, all the things running and how being in recovery, working a program has been able to really transform our lives when it comes to marathons, ultras, getting through different mindset shifts, all the things. And like when I told Taylor that this is what we were going to talk about, he's like, I was totally thinking that too. I was like, sweet. (laughs) So we're already on the same page. Okay. So Taylor and I, we've been running buddies. We are runners that we have done marathons that we've done other races and it's just become a big part of our lives. It's become a part of Taylor's life. And so Taylor, when we look at how 12 steps AA, how it has really just infiltrates your life. It shows up in every aspect of our life. Today, we're focusing on running. And so when you look at how you started out with your running career and where you're at with it now and the challenges and like the triumphs that you have, how does it relate to your program? Yeah, I quit drinking and I went immediately into running. And I think, uh, so I got on the treadmill And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to drink tonight. I might as well do something else really fucking hard. You know, (laughs) I'm not drinking, so I'm going to try to run. And it really clicked for me when I tried to go a mile or two miles or three miles. And then when I got in the program and, you know, it's just one day at a time, you know, step one, step two, step three. And so that was huge for me because I was doing something hard and I was seeing benefits from it. So running for me was doing something hard and seeing my body physically change for the better, feeling better about myself. And it aligned perfectly with the program because every single day I would come back and I was sober, I'd feel better about myself. So I was like, I want more of this. Yeah, dude, I love that you said that. And it's so funny. You're like, I need something to do right with my time. Yeah. I will just say this, you know, I'm biased towards alcoholics in recovery. I think that we have a level of resiliency or a level of commitment when we get into a new hobby. Yeah. It's like, there's no, you know, I'm just going to dabble in it. It's like, no, I'm yeah. going zero <laughs> to a hundred. Yeah. I was dreaming about a hundred mile races. Like when I was only running a mile. <laughs> yeah. It's like when we get sober, like when we get sober and we have 24 hours, we're already planning our year sobriety speech. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. well, that's what we're going to say to everybody. <laughs> right. Cause that's what we do. It's like, it's all or nothing. Yeah. And so this is not just for people in recovery. This episode especially is applicable to anybody who is thinking of starting out with running or picking up any new hobby, the challenges, the triumphs, we're getting into it right now. Taylor, when you started running and even on hard days, when you didn't want to do it, if you're like, oh, I know I should run, but I don't want to do it. And you did it anyways. 
It's kind of like with sobriety. There's days we don't want to do it. I don't want to pick up the big book. I don't want to go to a meeting. I don't want to do these things, but we always feel better after we do it. Uh And so what was that experience like for you when you first started getting back into running and like getting through those uncomfortable moments of building a new habit? Yeah, I'm the master of my mind. And that was huge for me because the mind was running my entire show during my entire drinking career. So when I quit drinking, I started running and I'm like, oh, this is too hard at at mile one. And, but then I'd get to mile two and I'm like, this is hard. I'm going to stop, but I keep going and I keep going through all the suffering and the pain. My legs would hurt and my whole body would hurt. And I'd be like, oh, I got to run uphill now. What the heck? But I kept doing it. And when I would reach the top of that mountain. I was struggling, but I made it. That gave me self-confidence back. And that's the same thing with recovery and not drinking. I would have days where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) drink. And I was like, but I didn't. My mind is not the master of me. And running and recovery, like you said, they go hand in hand because I don't have to be led by the first thought. Yeah. Ah, and I love that you said it's not always about what we think it's going to be in the fact my thoughts don't control me. Like you get to choose what you're going to accept. And I think that that's important when we're looking at picking up a new hobby, like a new sport, like running for you, even in the races of being like, this is hard. I don't think I can do it of like bringing it back to basics. Like, Hey, I don't have to look at mile 24. Yeah. I get a look at where are my feet right now? Exactly. That was huge. Like I would be on mile 18 of a race and I'd be like, all right, next one, next one's 19. Just got to get to the next mile. And um, then it was mile 20 and I'd hit a wall and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to go to mile 21. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I would never think, oh, I got 10 miles left or I got 15 miles. Like that would just wreck me. Yeah. And I I can see that. And it's kind of like when people get into the program and they see people with like 20 or 30 years and like, how am I ever going to get to this point? And people are like, yes, you just don't have to do it today. That is the same with running. And I think that's why it clicked for me. You know, I ran a couple marathons now. I I go running almost every single day and I feel great. I would love to talk about when it comes to the emotional part. Like we talk about sometimes with sobriety, it's emotional. There's there's a lot of ups and downs. And there's a lot of times where like when you hit that high, especially for people that you get to that race and you finish that marathon. It's kind of like when you get in sobriety and you get to that year, it's like, well, now what? You know, (laughs) you reach this high in running and I'll even say it's not just running. You guys, it could be the CrossFit games. If you guys are a CrossFitter, you make it to a competition, anything, biking, a bike race. And then it's like, you finish that race and then you're left with, well, now what? Yeah. Yeah. I would finish my marathon and I would start planning the next one. Right. That was like my immediate go-to. Of course, I would take a day or a couple of days off and just recoup and hobble around for a little bit, but I was always thinking about the next race, yeah. And, you know, and I'm thinking about a race right now. I'm going to be training for it and life never stops. Yeah. It never stops for anybody. It will continue to go. So I'm going to keep trying to push myself to be as best as I can. Right. And I love you said, you didn't what I wanted you to touch on is that when we go into races, yes, races are running or whatever it is, it's about you. It's not about everybody else. It's about you being better than Mm. you were the day before. It's about noticing the little milestones that happen because I think sometimes, you know, Taylor and I will speak for myself. I get so caught up in these 
bigger things that are happening when it's like, you know, Michael, did you get up and did you run faster today than yesterday? Did you get up and actually just go out and put your shoes on? It's that whole saying in recovery, progress, not perfection. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh well, I, in the beginning, I didn't just do it for me. I was doing it right? to prove everybody wrong. <laughs> I was, I'm like, the truth comes yeah, out. No, I, I got sober and I was like, you know what? I'm going to run a marathon and prove everybody wrong. that I'm not just some drunk, homeless, drunk person. And so I started running and that didn't go too smoothly for a while because I wasn't running for me. I was running just to have an image of being something that I never was before, but I had to create that person through sobriety yeah. first. And then once I started doing it because it made me happy or because I had friends that were running and I just wanted to talk with those friends and get to know them. And once I started doing it for others and for myself without this whole ego trip, that's when it changed for me. Yeah. I think it's so interesting, especially relating the steps to running to like endurance. It's looking at what we're doing every day is like, we're playing the long game. It's a journey. It's not a destination. Like even though, yes, technically speaking, the races are the destination, but the journey continues. Right. Yeah. Like I said, this never will end, you know, it'll end one day, but this is a lifelong process and it's all about the journey. Like you said, if I ran and I had my head down the whole time, I would miss the forest. I would miss the mountains. I would miss the other people running the race with me. I would miss everything that makes running great. And it's just like sobriety, you know, if I keep my head down and I sit in the back of the rooms and I don't say anything and I don't share, I'm not being a part of. Yeah. So what I think is interesting too, because I want to take it to the other side of running, because, you know, like sometimes I remember you got injured not too long ago, right? Yeah. Oh, we got injured. Oh, we had injury on the forefront. So, but what I love about this, because you guys, like sometimes things don't always go our way, like an injury, like you had, Yeah. you know, like things don't go our way. And injury can happen, like things happen that are out of our control. And it's about how am I going to look at this? Is it, am I going to look at this as an inconvenience? Are you going to look at it as a lesson? Are you going to look at it as a teacher? And so I would love for you, if you could touch on that, Taylor, because I think sometimes a lot of times when any of us get injured, we're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, like, how were you able to walk through that as you were training and, and, you know, like in preparing for races? Right. Well, I wasn't able to walk at all when I injured myself. So I stepped off a curb and I injured my ankle and I was on crutches for a little bit. But I think the way I dealt with that was acceptance. I did this to myself. I was running at night (laughs) and I was racing somebody. (laughs) They were driving a car and I was running, which is stupid. And that was my part in it. And I was like, you know what? This happened for a reason. So I got to rest a little bit and I got to read and I got to call people. And I got to just take some time to not push myself so hard. So I looked at the downtime as being a blessing because sometimes I can run myself ragged and I'm like, just my addiction comes out in running as with a lot of things. And I think it was just God's way of telling me, Hey, slow the brakes a little bit. So I did as much as I could when I was injured and worked out the muscle and now I'm running again, but I needed that time off and I'm grateful for it. Right. So you guys, just like Taylor said, perspective is everything. There are things that are going to happen to us. Like when you pick up these hobbies and there's things that you love to do that you're going to be crap. What do I do now? And so the beautiful part is, is that you have a choice now, Taylor, like you had a choice in that moment. Are you going to let this 
what we could call an inconvenience, a barrier, an unfortunate circumstance? Are you going to let that take you down? Just kind of like in sobriety, if somebody dies, if your dog dies, if something happens tragically, are you going to go out and relapse? Or like with running, are you going to just give up forever? We have a choice. You have a choice. Right. You know, everything happens for a reason. Nothing in this world happens by mistake. And that was huge for me in my sobriety to realize that, you know, just because something bad happened to me, if I live in seeing it as something terrible that happened to me, how dare that happen to me? Well, that's just me trying to control things and play God myself. But when I see everything happening for a reason, I'm like, well, where's the good in this? You know, I got injured. Okay, well, I'm going to do some other things and call some people and not be down on myself and slowly but surely work myself back up into running again. Yeah. And what I love about recovery that I want to touch on one last thing is that it's like, if you're even thinking about picking up running, if you're thinking about picking up a sport and you are somebody that's in the program or you are sober, asking yourself if you're scared or you're freaked out, it's like, hey, you've already done a really hard thing by getting sober. Right. Right. And so it's like, if you are thinking of picking up running or doing like ultra races, triathlons, Ironmans, you name it. It's like, I hope that you can walk away with this confidence of, Hey, you've already done something really hard. You know how to go through uncomfortable moments. You know how to turn your will over and do something. So it's like, know that you are already armed with power that you didn't even realize you had. Right. Right. And self-confidence comes back too. when I took my last drink, I was a hundred pounds. I looked like I was skin and bones. You guys, yeah. He was a walking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I was, it was the land of the living dead for me. And, and I was saved from a living death. Yeah. And when I started running, I started to believe in myself again. And I was like, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. And same thing with not drinking and helping other people. I got this. And it was the first time in my life I ever had self-confidence. And running uh, running played along with that too. Ah, uh, Taylor. Oh, Taylor, if somebody is thinking about, if they're like, Taylor, I haven't ran ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I hear that. What would be something you say to someone? They're freaked out. They so badly want to get into it, but they don't know where to start. What would you say to them? Start by walking down the street making it down to the stop sign, making it a block further the next day, telling yourself whenever you want to quit, just go a little further. And I guarantee you, if you continue to build up those days, if you really want to run and run marathons, it it takes it some time, but you'll be thankful for it. Taylor, you are such a gift on this podcast. Like I can't thank you enough for showing up. Yeah. Yeah. You're a gift in my life too. Thank you. This is how we do. We build better humans. For any of you, if you have not listened to the past two episodes from Taylor, his contact Instagram handle will be in the show notes below. So please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or anything. Taylor's here for you. Please reach out to me. I will answer any questions you guys have. Ah, this is how we do. Before we part ways, all of you amazing humans, I do want to remind you that help is available. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, please reach out to Harmony Foundation at 970-586-4491. And remember that together we build better humans. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 